He's a wild dude. This dude's a freak. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty. That's actually yeah. really awesome. It's to be cool. honest with you. It's cool to just speak freely and like have and this thing that like, the nobody protection knows. of like <laughs> yeah, anonymity. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I started that, so it's pretty cool that like it's gonna start off with Manning and be like, "That's really awesome," and nobody's gonna know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you missed out. Yeah. You missed okay, out. I do have a question, Manning. Yeah. So, okay, you're talking about when your team was like going through a little losing spell. <laughs> and you, I, I really am curious about this because as a as a teacher, I, I think about this kind of stuff. When you're going to like give a locker room speech, yeah. How much do you think about what you're gonna say, or do you just go in there on the fly and wing it? So, I mean. With it being basketball, there's always going to be basketball-related stuff, you know, like yeah. adjustments that we can make. It, but to be honest with you, like, I feel like the more preconceived – you kind of – you know the direction you want it to go. Yeah. But I feel like the more preconceived it is, the more rehearsed it sounds and the less authentic and it is. And they know. They know. Yeah. Like, Grayson, he wrote you this knew, down. right? You would know if I wrote something down. Yeah. Were like, you even paying attention? <laughs> yeah, I was. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, I think like there's a direction I want it to go and there's a message I want to convey, but I don't think about much more than that. I just kind of get off kind of like what I'm doing now yeah. and I just, you know. You just talk to them like people. And sometimes, yeah. And sometimes for me, you know, you can kind of tell if they need a reminder of like the way we do things or like yeah. a, a, a challenge or if they need just like a a word of, like, encouragement. You know what I'm saying? You sound so much more like a coach than you did two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Your voice literally changed. I wish people could have heard that. That was wild. Uh, well, Man. You've been doing Like, you just turned into Coach Manning. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. you got to compartmentalize That's that. hilarious. There's the many layers well, to us. I, I, had to, I knew I had to go on a rant to my kids the other day, and I was telling every period this. And I had an idea of what I wanted to say, but the first mm -hmm. time I did it, I said something so genius. I was like, now nah, i got to tell everybody. And it was about how, like, I show so much grace. And I really do. Yeah. I let a lot go. Yeah. But I said, and I just thought of it on the fly. I was like, but even Jesus got to a point where he was flipping tables, and I'm about to start flipping tables. Oh my. And in my head, I'm like, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. That, so then I had to tell everybody that. Dude, that. <laughs> was your hair down? Yeah, I looked just yeah, like I was gonna say, that. I like, looked like, like Jesus. This, like, <laughs> yeah, like, this dude is getting ready for an Easter yeah. special. Like, <laughs> he is getting in Jesus' mode. <laughs> it's a couple weeks off. We know I'll that's die tonight. Jesus, like, how, how far – we got to do some research. How far before he was crucified did Jesus, like, flip the tables? <laughs> oh, dude, that, that is like, a good great question. Timing, I don't know. You know, since it happened recently. I'm curious. It's a random question, I know. Like, yeah, we do. I have to look that up. Is this a Bible trivia podcast? No, I did feel I feel good about little catchphrases like that because I really don't. No, snap that no. Ever. Seriously though, like that is a genius thing. I would have felt really yeah. good about that too. When's like, the last time you just unloaded on a group of kids? I got to. I, like I, have, your a, class. I have a story. All right, go ahead about Manning. Student unloader. He would know. Okay. I was a little I bit more. I was a little bit more angry. I have. I have one story. When first of all, this is Philip Manning, Coach Manning. How's it going? We're halfway done now. But uh. When I was on freshman, he was our coach, and uh, yeah, I got moved down to coach freshman, freshman coach. that year. Yeah, yeah that was I was because that group was so like talented. So okay, it was like you got to stay with this group. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so he's with us, and we're in like a North Lamar tournament, and like yeah. the first one of the year, we had Silver Springs had just gotten to that point where like we didn't belong there. Right, like we yeah, were at we the town, like we shouldn't be in those four A tournaments. Yeah, no disrespect, but so we're there, and and it's just one game. We're just not. In it. You, Who were you we remember? playing? It was the first game. I think it was North Lamar. I think it was too. And because uh, they had those two guards, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, 
Yeah, like one in three or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And uh, and Trevor, you remember like that, like Campbell Cody, Chase Haney, Campbell, Campbell Cody got the stiffest body I've ever seen. <laughs> he was a good athlete, man, but so he was stiff. He, I mean, I tell you, the dude was so fast though. He played yeah. so hard on defense. Oh, he's yeah, so, so that's what defense. I love. Yeah. Uh, Take charges, rebound. That's oh, all I care about. Anything like that's just like the Cody way, right? Yeah, yeah the Cody yeah. way with Campbell and Kane. Kane yeah. yeah. Uh, so that whole group, right? It's just a team full of hilarious people with me, like just laughing at everybody. I mean, because who was on that team? It was like you. It was Cam. It Coffert. was uh, yeah, that Coffert, Campbell. One. It was uh, Haney, Chase Haney, Bryson Vickery, Ty Mason, Ty Mason, Kyle. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Day Day had left. He was in Commerce. Yeah. But that yeah. was pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think so. Jace Evans. Oh yeah, Jace Evans. Yeah. So that team, we're it's halftime. We're losing by like four, and like, or maybe like winning by four. I don't know. It's it's a close game when it shouldn't be. I mean, we it's like be, we should be smashing them. Yeah, right. I remember. And uh, we get in the locker room, and Manning doesn't follow us directly in there. Right. We're all just sitting in there. It's like the morning kinda, game, isn't it? Yeah. We're kind of talking. Like, because we're just chill, right? Nobody's angry. And then he comes in there. He, he We can't even see him yet. And he just throws his marker in there. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you plan to do that. Oh, right? he sees That's what I'm talking about. I, you know, you I knew like, I was going to throw, 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 throw the marker. But, like, <laughs> like the way that this, the way that this uh, locker room, yeah. the gym setup was, was literally the locker room was the door off the gym. Wow. So, like, okay. So I, I mean, I was just so livid, like so mad because we just get off the bus and that, and that's the thing with that group is <laughs> like, they knew how good they were, which was also like a challenge for me, uh, because you know, they just felt like they could just roll in and beat everybody. And yeah. they found out that, you know, North Lamar is, you know, pretty prideful in winning its own tournament. Yeah. So like they're playing super hard cause that's what North Lamar does, especially like Homer Garner was there then, and they played super hard. Uh, and so, yeah, no, but we had no business losing, like this, losing or being close. Like we should be up by twenty. This, this is all effort. This dude, Joe's marker, and uh, we're already kind of like, uh, like, what the heck? Because Manny doesn't, he never, well, really, he never had to yell at us, right? Because we no. kind of just did our thing. Like we were that yeah. good, and then he finally, he starts just tearing into us tearing into us and he pauses <laughs> i think i know what comes next because i couldn't remember where the story went other than me throwing the marker because i kind of blacked out a little bit so i'm like on this side <laughs> campbell's on the opposite side <laughs> straight across from me and i'm by, right by coffer yeah coffer's still the funniest dude i ever met he can't be serious and uh campbell farts <laughs> <laughs> And it is, and it is literally like when you think of a sound effect. It was almost like he played it off his phone. Nobody, no, nobody really reacts. Comfort, me and Comfort, like what? The? And we look at Cable, and he's just like, like, smiling. and it's just us three just. Because like, knowing Campbell, you know that he intentionally did not. I, you got to believe. I believe that he didn't intentionally do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it couldn't have happened at a worse time. I can't, what did I even Bad. say? Dude, like, I, I think I went off on him. No, yeah, you, you tore in. You think this is a joke? 
Yeah, I, I basically, I said, oh, you think it's real freaking funny, don't you? Like, I could just, like, yes. You I think mean, you I could said, just sit there and fart, huh, something, boy? Something, yeah. something along the lines of, okay, well, you know, like, hey, it's not that serious to you. Cool. I mean, y'all go back to school. Oh, <laughs> dude. It was, yeah. dude, that was, back then, like, it I, it, it sucked then, especially after the fart, because he, he did just tear, like, you could tell he didn't even want to coach us the rest of the game, because he was yeah. so mad. Y'all made me throw a couple markers that year. I remember throwing a marker in Roy City at that tournament. Yeah. Because, like you said, like we, just, like yeah. we knew how good we were. Yeah, exactly. And the That's expectations the were a lot higher for you guys. And I knew that a lot of you guys would not play on JV. And not a lot of y'all did. I knew that the next year you guys would be playing varsity basketball. So that's, you know, what we kind of treated it like. Yeah. That was uh, – that was that was funny, dude. There was a time where I was on varsity, and I was playing down for JV one day, and I didn't play on varsity. I hate like I didn't even like practicing with that varsity team, and uh, I was like, hey, can I go practice with JV because it's game day, and I don't know what they do. Sip was like, yeah. So they practice in the back gym, and Manny's there with the JV players, and I go in there, and uh, they're all like, yeah, Gracie, <laughs> or whatever, and then we're like. We're doing this drill. Do you remember Cameron Crawford? The first layup I do, he goes, "Oh yeah, giving us those varsity looks." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, like, dude, oh, it's dude, so I, funny. I could not take him seriously. Dude, we would do shooting drills, and like they'd be like, "All right, team up in threes. And then like I would, I took that serious. That was my thing, right? And then just every time it was like we were joined together, like varsity and JV. Like, I would go to the goal, and then Crawford and Bryson would just <laughs> sprint. I would just look at Manny, Manny would just be like, like this, and they would come with No, me. I think eventually I stopped letting them yeah. shoot with you. Because that, you know, I, cause I know what was going to happen. I, and Bryson, yeah, Bryson was on that team too. I forget about that. Like, uh, yeah, he – I could not – I mean, I had, to, I had to put you with, like, I mean, Ty and yeah. you know, some dudes that would take the drills seriously. Like, yeah, I, I, I ended up just putting, like – Campbell and Coffert together for the remainder of the year because oh, I knew gosh. that they were just going to be like, you know, goofy. That was good. Uh, if y'all are listening, sorry, but but uh, I do know that Gavin listens, which made me really like. I feel super self conscious knowing that Gavin White listens to this. Not that his approval means anything <laughs> to me, but at the same time, I'm like, it is. I see him so much. I see him every time I go into Walmart pushing. So see, buggy. like. So Gavin, right? And that was he. He was in high school like after I left. So is does he go by like Shaq? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But I think only he calls himself Shaq. Okay. I don't know if anybody else okay. calls him that. Yeah, dude. yeah. Well, I've I think heard, they call him Shaq when he does something good. You know, <laughs> like when he's like well, he goes in the game. Heard, you know, I've heard plenty of Gavin stories. Yeah, know, I remember going from, to one game Coach in Commerce. I, I drove to Commerce to watch Sulphur Springs blow out this bum team by like eighty points. I shouldn't have went, and. He gets in the game at some point, which at the time was rare. And he gets in, and he immediately – I've never seen anybody get so many boards and so many fouls within like a two-and-a-half-minute span. Like he was in and out of the game <laughs> like that, and I can't tell if he dominated or blew the game because uh, he had like five fouls and six rebounds. And like, that what reminds a me of another classmate of yours, Grace. Actually, no, he was older than you, uh, Logan Caton. Oh, you remember him? Yeah, yeah, he I was older he played. Than you. Yep, yep. Just playing hard. 
He played with like he played behind Victor, so it was he was the he was oh, a year yeah. older than you, yeah. So he he came off the bench for Victor, and that's exactly how he played. Like <laughs> he told me, he's like, Coach, I'm just gonna come out here and get five fouls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Logan. I said, but hey, try to get a couple rebounds <laughs> yeah, while you're at it. <laughs> you can get a board. Hey, he used them uh, too. He took pride in it. But I'll tell you what, like, what a contrast. <laughs> You know, you bring Victor to the bench, and then you send Logan out there, and he's like, he's taking just, no prisoners. Just imagine, dude. So they're like losing. You, they're not winning the rebound battle. Right. They're like, yeah, Victor can jump over the backboard, and then Logan's going to come in and just like, <laughs> like Ball arm tackle. Yeah. going to hurt somebody. Yeah. That's funny, dude. Uh, there was a story about Gavin where he was a freshman. I was a senior, and I was – it was before our, uh, my last playoff game. And I, I went to the gym to go shoot. Um, and Gavin White and Sam Cope are in there, okay? Mm-hmm. They're just shooting around. Yeah. And um, Gavin comes up to me, and he said, what are the chances you think, like, I can make varsity next year? And I said, well, Gavin, what do you think the chances are? <laughs> and he said, legit? And I said, yeah. 90%. And he said, 50%. And I was like, you got to be joking. He said, if I was lying, I'd be saying, like, 90%. And he's this type of dude, right? He's yeah. ultra confidence. Yeah. Like, you got to appreciate think, that. I said, you think you got a 50-50 shot to make varsity? He said, he goes, nobody can shoot like I do in the corner. <laughs> and then, uh, is, and hey, I was like, I was like. That's the way to market yourself. I started getting yeah. angry. And he just stayed. And I was like, well, Sam, you don't move much. I go, Sam, come play one-on-one. I mean, I think Sam beat him 11 nothing. I mean, Sam just Gavin just gets the ball and dribbles to the side until he gets to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, "Hey, can I check up from the corner?" <laughs> I saw that dude wear a Bobby Portis shirt one day. Not a Bobby Portis jersey, but a shirt with Bobby <laughs> Portis's face on it. They like, make, where do you even get that? They make those outside of Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, dude. You uh, found on like some Instagram ad, probably. Oh, I feel bad hating that guy. I don't know him that well. I probably no. Uh, no you should hate him. He deserves it. He deserves a lot of it. <laughs> But he deserves a lot. He brings it upon himself. But he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Well, you, you, you telling that story about him thinking, you know, him coming up to you and saying, hey, what are my chances of being a yeah. varsity? Did I ever tell you about, like, the first conversation I had with Day-Day, like, Sedadrian Hall? Did I ever tell you about, like, our first conversation? In high school? Yeah. Mm-mm. So he was an eighth grader, right? Okay, okay. It was my first year in Sulphur Springs. Sip's first year as head coach. And it's, like, our second home game. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm walking back. It, I think the freshmen are playing, and I'm about to set out like the JV jerseys, right? So I walk back into the locker room, and our office door was open. Like I mean, it always was. And this kid is sitting behind Sip's desk <coughs> with his feet on the desk. And I remember seeing him at like basketball camp and in a couple open gyms, but like we had never talked. And I was like, almost kind of mad, like. Why are you in here? You obviously, like, you're not a part of the team. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, what's up, man? Like, can I help you? He's like, oh, I just want to introduce you. Like, I'm Day-Day. I'm going to be playing on varsity next year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was gosh. like, I said, I said, well, man, I guess it's nice to meet you then. Like, you know, and you know, he's just talking. You know, Day-Day, he's just talking. And uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be on varsity. Like, there's no doubt. Like, there's no question. I said, well, hey, man, like, can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see yeah. that happen all the, all the while. I'm kind of thinking the right. same thing. Like, come on, man. It's not that easy to make varsity, yeah. right? And, yeah, well, everybody knows the rest of, the, <laughs> the rest of that uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember 
his, tell anybody to prove I don't know if I told you this. This was a so Dede his freshman year went to Commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, like two weeks into football yeah. season, and then he comes back his sophomore year, right? The uh, yeah, the victory start, year, right? Yeah, he starts on varsity there. So like, we, so we, yeah. So he's starting on varsity there, right? He's he's killing it in Commerce. Did yeah. he score like, all of Commerce's points? He's like newcomer of the year. I mean, dude, he yeah. he. I mean, he was just a beast. Well, then he comes to us where that that was the first year we would just because they had, we had GG two like that was just we had yeah. literally ten college players on the team. Yeah, right. Like yeah, ten people it was, at all. Yeah, it was our fourth. It was uh, it was twenty. It was the year we lost yeah, the Prosper Prosper. in the third round. Yeah, and so Dede comes that first practice, first day of school. We practice in the period, mm-hmm. and Dede. I, well, because he hadn't biz. been, he really hadn't been around GG. No. At all, he'd been around Vic, yeah. and he'd been around Bub, right. obviously. But and I don't know, I don't know what the bigs talked before, but they were just bullying him. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like in Dede, I mean, he's the most dominant player I've ever seen in high school. I like his senior year at least. I haven't seen a player like that, the way he played. Yeah, no. But that I mean, first he was, day, he was an all-region player. Yeah, they somebody I think X and. And X was just killing him too, because X had just made that leap where it was like, oh, this dude's gonna play college. Yeah, yeah. And His sophomore to junior X, was a step, and then junior to senior even more. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dede's just like complaining about something, and then X says, "Uh, dog, this ain't commerce anymore. You either figure that out, or get out." Dede <laughs> left. He did. Walked out the gym. He hit the door. Walked out the gym. Are you serious? And, and Walked out well, the gym. I mean, because over there you had. Like, X wasn't going to play around, but GG, like, was GG. You know, like, you were serious. Like, when you were yeah. – Victor's, like, playing around, but Victor yeah. would throw an elbow in your face. Like, I mean, when when we were doing post one-on-ones or when I was having to, like, work with the posts and, like, guard them with a pad, like, I had never been so sore. Like, <laughs> they would just beat – because, I mean, I'd probably, like, go off on them for not rotating right on yeah. defense or whatever. And there's one time, like, we're doing transition 5-on-0. And X is rim running, and I'm literally standing at the free throw line with a pad. And he comes in, like hits me, like pins me as hard as he can. And I look down, and I'm at the baseline. Like he pushed <laughs> God, me from the free dude. throw line to the baseline in one pin. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. We, it was really physical. So like Day Day comes into that. Like I mean, a couple weeks before that. Like, yeah, and he didn't really put on weight until like later on. No, 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 uh. until the next year. Um, but I mean, those are some fun. Yeah, because then you add Cameron Con to that too. I yeah, mean, that some big physical dudes. It's weird seeing them all, like especially X. Like, <laughs> uh, you like that? I just think Cameron Con. I just think a sweat for some reason. <laughs> that dude sweat like dude, crazy. I, hey, he did, man. I mean, it's and, funny. And we would get into oh, that because, awesome. like, because in those days, like now we do post guard stuff, like that's pre practice or maybe like mid practice. But remember, we do post guard like the very end. Yeah, and so. Yeah, yeah. Cam would just be like drenched in sweat, and nobody could guard him because he would just literally slip off. Him. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't guard him with the pad because the pad would just like slip out of your hands, like off of his body. He was so like, like drenched in sweat. It was like a disease as much as he sweats. It was crazy. That's you can see it from a mile away. He's it's weird seeing all of them like play, especially like it's surreal. Like it's weird t- hearing people be like, you know, TCU they could be a dark horse, and I'm like, hmm. yeah. Well, especially My team is about to start for that tournament, watching, right? So you're watching X, you know, starting in 
yeah. in the NCAA tournament. It's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. It's like, what, like 2018, y'all came over to <laughs> watch the final four at my house. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. Bub and X were both there, and Bub and X were both playing in it this year. Yeah. Was it? Was I there at that? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you came over. Actually, was it, was on my, uh, it was on my time hop the other day. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, you went over there. That was fun. That was a fun time, but, you know, Michigan got like – That game sucked, didn't it? You remember what happened Villanova that just beat – the utter daylights out of yeah. Michigan, and everybody just dogged on me the whole time. Yeah, which is kind of where I thought this podcast was going to go at the beginning. Uh, I wanted to keep it positive to start. Okay, that's fine. But I know why I'm here. You, you know, know? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's funny, dude. Uh, I, uh, I've been waiting the first dead moment just to be like Kyrie or yeah. I, <laughs> hey, I, I told Corinne. Corinne's like, "What are they going to talk about?" I said, "Oh, I know." Like, okay, so listen. Here so, we go. Here comes the notepad, right? Like, I'm going to read you from these records. Okay. I may or may not from have From 2001, right? Oh, okay, okay. okay. Then okay. I I'm, I'm just going to say their playoff. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say their uh, okay. season record would take forever, but I'm going to say their playoff uh, like how far outcome, they went? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mavericks. Okay, so from 2001 uh-huh. to last year, mm-hmm. second round, lost second round, lost third round, mm-hmm. first round, second Lost the finals. Yep. First round. First round. First round. Lost to Don Nelson. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I forgot one, he, he coached the as Warriors. As the one seed. Man, I'll tell you about that. Like, the the fourth, the game four of that series, I'm at, like, the Spider-Man 3 premiere. <laughs> super, <laughs> like, super disappointing time. You know, because, like, it doesn't get any more disappointing than having the Mavericks be the, like, win, like, 70 games. Yeah. Literally, I mean, they, they went, 67 and 15. Yeah. That's and then they Almost lose the well, they lose top. game six, right? They lose in six games. Yeah. Dirk's the MVP. Like, clear cut, you know he's going to Crazy. Win yeah. And they drop it to Don Nelson because, I mean, who else on earth would know how to beat that team yeah. more than Don Nelson, who was the head coach there like two years previous, yeah. right? So you can imagine the disappointment of, like, having to pay $5 to update that on my phone in 2007. <laughs> like, to see that they lost and then to have to sit through Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Dude, I can't. <laughs> it's a horrible night. So, I'm Keep first going, of all that sorry. MVP, the the worst MVP press conference ever, right? Like well, the most because, awkward because well, because in those days, like I sound like a old guy now, right? Like literally, like 15 years ago, it's not like today where they wait. Yeah, and it's like right. the award ceremony after the finals, like. The last one may have been KD. That was the it last was, good one. Yeah, you uh, you got awarded the MVP yeah. in the second round of the playoffs, and typically the MVP was still playing in the right. second round of the playoffs. So it's pretty embarrassing when Dirk had to fly to Golden State or Utah, whichever yeah. one. That was oh, crazy. To accept the award. He was going to go back home. And then the Germany? his agent, yeah, his agent yeah. was like, yeah, no, like, like, no, you actually, I think you're going to get it. Like, you, you have to be here. And yeah. You just see it. Like, he does not want to, he did not. I mean, who would want to be? Yeah. Like, uh, that suit is so huge. You just, have you seen that picture recently? No. Oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't realize. I forgot how big suits were. Like, those, like, below yeah, his yeah. knees. It, it looks wasn't like a that coat. long ago either. Oh. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's only 16 job. years ago. But, again, like, think about, like, 2007. We felt like 1991 yeah, was a long yeah. time ago. You know. Uh, 07. 08. Lost first round. Second round. Mm-hmm. First round. Mm-hmm. Win the finals. Yeah. First round. Miss playoffs, first round, first round, first round. Miss playoffs, miss playoffs, miss playoffs. First round, first round. Western Conference, S- Conference Finals. Is this the th- – wait. Okay. I, I couldn't tell this. Never mind. Okay. So, <coughs> I've uh, I've lived through all of those years. 
Grayson, as a fan. In that in that time span, y'all have had one MVP mm-hmm. on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You once had another MVP. Who won it twice. Who ended up winning it twice. And yeah. Second one is, that's a pretty argued topic. Right? Being uh, yeah, Steve, Steve Nash, Nash winning okay. it and Kobe not. 06? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. Because it was 05, 06. You've had, your all-stars have been Michael Finley. Yep. Dirt. That dude was so fun. Hey, on like guess NBA him. Live 2004. Yeah, From guess here, okay, it's been <clears throat> Michael Finley. It's been Dirk. It's been Josh Howard. Okay. Right? Uh, Luca. You're such fun guys. Um, obviously Kyrie, right? He counts. Well, yeah. Wait, now, as a yeah. as a as an all star on the team, as a Maverick. Yes. Yeah, as a Maverick, they made the all star team as a Maverick. Was Jerry Stackhouse? Did he go? Mm-mm. I, that was later in his career. Mm-hmm. How many more are there? There Nash. Yeah, and I forgot about that. Did you say Jason Kidd? No, I forgot that he made, made one it. as a Maverick. Yeah, he made it. That might have been. That must have been like '09 or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a little before the finals. No way in 2011. He's no, I think it was '09. Uh, okay, so he had to learn how to shoot. So with that, <laughs> overall, what's it feel like to be a Maverick fan? Because okay, first of all, when I read that, yeah, what highlight? What what sticks out? Because to me, I would think, oh, we won the finals. Yeah, well, and we. The lost finals. That final see reading lost finals, you're like, Oh, we made it, but watching it and knowing how you lost, like how you were literally almost up three oh. Yeah. So you're up I mean, you're they're up what, twenty points or so? Yeah. Going into the fourth quarter of game three. Mm. So how does that series go, right? And your MVP dude. So I mean and you're thinking it's is destiny that year, right? So, I mean, they don't really have – the the two years that stick out to answer your question before I get into that, like the two years that stick out, obviously, is the championship because it's – the championship makes everything easier, right, like as a Mavericks fan because <coughs> – especially because you guys just as fans of the NBA, like how can you not be a fan of Dirk and like the way he did things? Well, that championship is like – Honestly, my favorite championship yeah. of all time. I mean, I think it's a lot of. It team doesn't make any sense. And, and you know, like I will say, like Giannis taking the Bucks a couple years ago, yeah. I think is great. Uh, is on awesome. par with that. Cool. But the fact that you know, JJ Barea wasn't on his team. Yes, and JJ Barea wasn't starting in the finals. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, like he was. You know the difference I think the between because I agree with that. Giannis, it's the homegrown thing. Giannis in a team, right? Yeah. The team was very yeah. like this co-star is like. Uh, oh, kind of an all-star. Yeah, like, it's not like incredible, yeah, right? Yeah. But I mean, Giannis—he's still an all-star caliber player, though. Yeah, Giannis you know? was considered the greatest player in the world, but it was like, you better win one here soon. Uh huh. Dirk was already at the point where people were counting him. Were out. out like he was. They were out on him. He, he was loser. Off. He was not top. At, he was not top thirty. He was not well. Like all this as stuff. as like I was a Dirk apologist, right? Like that was my guy. You know, I he's been my favorite player since I moved down here in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Instantly, Dirk became my favorite player because right as I started watching sports, and I mean we moved from Detroit and Detroit, <laughs> the Pistons in 1999 or yeah. 2000 were like Mateen Cleese was like their best player after he won the, <laughs> <laughs> the title at Michigan State. So like you know I, I've been arguing that Dirk was especially with Spurs fans, which looking back such a dumb argument. <laughs> Dirk, and, <laughs> yeah. Dirk and Tim Duncan. 
we're like on par with each other. I even wrote a paper on it in college. <laughs> <laughs> what was Arguing. like the thesis? Like what was the, the Just idea? Comparison, comparing legacies, right? Boy, and, what and a comparing horrible legacies. argument. Whoa. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what is the argument? So <laughs> it was a compare and contrast speech. So I was comparing like their similarities and then contrasting the fact okay. that Tim Duncan had won three titles at the time. And, <laughs> and what was your <laughs> argument? That Dirk was... That they were both generational players. Okay. okay. So it wasn't one's better than the other. No. No, I mean, because you can make that argument. Because it was yeah. still like, I didn't go to college in like 02. I went, you know, I probably could then maybe, you know, that I guess Tim Duncan already had two rings at that time, so probably not. <laughs> but uh, I, dude, so I, Tim had four rings. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah. No, I was just like comparing and contrasting their styles, you know, because Duncan was so fundamental and Dirk yeah. was so not. Someone yeah. said he was Mr. Fundamental. That was the that was the nickname. He's still my favorite player ever. Sometimes I wish because the Thunder you appreciate hurt me what he so did, much. But still boring. I wish so that boring. I was a Spurs fan growing up. I would deal with what they have now. Like to experience a team win, I can't imagine what that's Dude, like. Dude, it's oh yeah. Well, especially like it's gotta feel good to be a Spurs fan because they were all like homegrown guys. Yeah, the every guys year that drafted. So when when must they, be nice to be a Spurs fan. Well, you gotta live in San Antonio. Well, when they won in 2008, what is the day after like for you? What's the week after like for you as a Mavs fan? What, when they win the title? Because I, I just want to oh, know, 11. what, what oh, am 11? I going to feel when the Thunder win when I'm not 98 <laughs> years old? Dude, I was it, that was insane because like you read the history up to that point and like you know the story in 06 and we all know that Wade, well, we all don't know, but a Mavericks fan knows that Wade shot like what, 94, 96 free throw attempts in six yeah. games? Yeah. Well, and also before that, the worst part about that too is – you give up, like you just let an MVP go. Yeah, for and nothing. it was stupid then. For nothing. And then he wins an MVP, so, changes the game. He does, but you got to think of okay. And I'm not saying because it was unquestionably, I mean, how dumb of a move to just let him walk for nothing, not even a sign and trade. And uh, but I know that you don't know. You actually don't know unless you're a Mavericks fan how much he he had been taking <clears throat> up until that point too. Because like you said, 0-1, uh, we lose in the second round right. to the Spurs in like four or five games. They, you know, the first round then was five games. Calvin Booth hits this miraculous shot in Utah, and Carl Malone misses a shot at the buzzer. The Mavericks beat the Jazz, and that's kind of like, well, hey, the Jazz are on their way down, and the Mavericks are on their way up, right? They got mm-hmm. their big three, and so you're thinking things are like on the way up. And then 02 comes, what well, we lose in 02. Second round Second again. round again. And I believe it is to the Spurs. And so for sure, yeah. uh, either the Spurs or Sacramento. And then 03 is for sure Sacramento. Yeah. And yeah. 03 Sacramento. And so what everybody was saying is there's no way that Dirk and Steve Nash, even though they play so well together offensively, the NBA in the, like coming into the new millennium is not the NBA today. Like mm-hmm. – in the NBA today, if you had Dirk and Nash on the same team, well, oh my goodness, like you're winning multiple championships. But back then, like final scores were 72 to like mm-hmm. 79. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, you had to play defense to win. Yeah. You had to yeah. stop Shaq to win. Vlade yeah. Divac was still a relevant center. You know, yeah. like you're thinking about all these things. Like you're having to you're having to go against big physical guys that slow down the game. And so, like you're thinking, can they defend well enough to win a championship? And that was the biggest knock on them. And so 
Maverick fans, even though they say, now, oh my goodness, like we should have never got rid of Nash. I do agree that like, you know, the Mavericks not getting anything in return for him like sucked and that's terrible. But at that time you thought, well, could this really work with both of them mm -hmm. too? Cause you know, Don Nelson was playing that style, but that's one reason why they made the change to Avery Johnson because he was more of a defensive minded guy or so mm -hmm. they said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, that's where the NBA was at the time. And you're thinking like, well, maybe they're making a, a good move, you know, but then all they, you know, they bring in just Jason Terry. And then the next year they lose Finley for nothing. Yeah. And he goes to San Antonio. Yeah. And yeah, he's at the, you know, the twilight of his career in those couple years. But did he win, win a ring with San he Antonio? Did. He did in mm -hmm. 07. Yeah. And so, uh, you're thinking, you know, they lose Nash and, you know, Finley gets a ring before Dirk or whatever. So, uh, in fact, that year, and I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now, but that year after we lost Nash and the year after we lost Finley, so I guess it would be the 0405 season. Yeah. Did we lose in the first round? 0405, second round. Second round. Okay. I think it was to the Rockets in seven games. So, I may be wrong. This is sad, dude. So, <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. So, in that series, it's kind of like the backlash that Luke is facing right now, in a way, to me. I think there's some similarities to that season because Dirk, at that time, like, he was part of the big three. Like, Nash, Finley, and him were the big three. And the leadership role was primarily on Finley and then Nash and then Dirk. Like, mm -hmm. Dirk just worried about, you know, scoring. Wow, okay. Which is kind of weird to think about now, yeah. right? Yeah. But. And, you know, Maverick fans could be listening to this, and they might have a different opinion. But, you know, this is the way I remembered it. So get your own podcast. But, <laughs> I, you know, that's like that's how it was. So now Dirk has to step up into the leadership role, and he really isn't ready for it. Like he's going off on people. Like have you ever seen Dirk go off in a huddle? He would go off all the time that year. Speaking a whole lot. Yeah, of like. like I'm talking about just hammering Eric Dampier. Wow. Sort of like the way Luka yells at Christian Wood. What an easy guy to yell at. Dude. Yeah. Eric Dampier yeah. with the Eric headband. <laughs> Stupid headband. Like hey, getting mad that Eric Dampier can't guard Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> or Shaq. Well, you know, newsflash, really nobody else could <laughs> yeah. either. Um, Yao Ming, the only person that could guard him was you himself. You an Eric Dampier apologist? Do what? Are you in I am not. No, I am not. Because <laughs> then that dude, he was on the Heat in 06. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, or was it, no, it was 2011. That was 2011. He played for the Mavs in 06. Yeah, yeah, he was on that. He was on the Heat in 06. All right, he was on the Heat in 11. He was on the Mavs in 06. The Heat in 11. Damn here in a job? Job? How do you say his name? Job? Yeah, it was, yep, that was two starting centers in 06. Yeah, nice. Desagana Jop. Nice. Yep. That's fresh. Josh Howard, Marquise Daniels. <laughs> I, dude, I like Josh Howard. Josh, Josh nice. Howard is I an all-star. He's play. the head coach at UNT Dallas now. Just went away. It just like like what happened to him? I, I just mean, got bad, kind of quick. Honestly, I yeah. think that's most NBA players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Well, I mean, yeah. it's tough to stay relevant. Yeah. You know. Especially, Especially if you're not making the huge money that like yeah. the newer generations making, you're not going to have the food that they have, the workout facilities they have, the training they have. It's changed so yeah. much. Your body can't keep up with the newer generation, yeah. I don't think. And yeah. the NBA's changed a lot in the last 10 years, too. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, so that's why I feel like Luca's in that same, kind of that same boat, where now you realize how big of a leader Jalen Brunson was. 
and Luca doesn't. I don't know if that's really his mo. You know. And again, like we're all sitting here, like as fans. I just know as a right. fan that watches most of every game. But as a coach, I know that there's a lot that you don't see. I know that there's a lot in practice and there's a lot in the locker room and some people's personalities just aren't fit to be leaders, you know, right. or, I mean, at the same time, let's keep in mind that he's still like 23 Yeah. and yeah. all the pressure of the franchise is on his shoulders. And it sounds like he's got a lot of personal stuff going on too with his yeah. mom oh, and her yeah. suing him in the off season. Can you imagine that feels to be sued by your mom? Yeah, I mean that's nuts. And now he had to drink all the sweet tea that he drinks. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's a lot, isn't it? And he drinks and a lot of sweet tea. Sweet tea, and he eats a lot of queso. <laughs> but this is not a good state to live in to be, like be in shape. No, because I mean, where can you where can you go to not find sweet tea or queso <laughs> here? You know, golly. Well, yeah. it, but it's pretty much proven that guys don't win until they're like 27, 28. Nobody He's, does. Nobody does. No, dude. It, nobody. Durant, I mean, Curry, none of those guys. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, took Dirk until he was thirty three. Yeah, guys yeah. just don't win. Who? Like who's I mean, the who last won young, young guy? D Wade. Is yeah, that the last young guy? Shaq. He had Shaq. Yeah. You know, there hasn't been a and guy Pat, and literally and arguably Pat, the greatest. Like you can one of make the greatest argument, coaches but in the history of the game, right? So, yeah, yeah no, it, really it, and it. You, you're talking about a younger superstar winning it themselves. Like Giannis might have been. Uh, what was Giannis like? Twenty six. Yeah, I think Luca's tough though with that. I think it's hard. Like they talk about it more with him than they do a Tatum or somebody because he came in looking like such a professional. Mm-hmm. Because he was, he was right. It was, was top three, like he immediately. Yeah. You're like, Whoa. And yeah. uh that I think that that kinda hurts that stick I don't think he really cares about it. No. But I think he just hates losing. But uh but I, I do want to ask something. So kinda like Trevor's saying, so oh six you lose the finals. Mm-hmm. Our we lost the finals. Yeah. I consider I mean, but y'all were on the way up. Yeah, I consider we should not have been there. I consider 2016 our lost finals. Against the Warriors? I can, I can agree. I, that's that was, the I think, that was the year you guys should have done it. 2012, it was like it, – it made me mad because mm-hmm. it, it was them and it was Mike Miller without a shoe. Yes. And the I, single worst day ever. But it, you guys – like the Thunder came in on the unfortunate side of what had happened to, with the Mavericks season yeah. before. Where they just got straight out teamed. Yeah. And well, let's 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 be real. You said it yourself. Like, Dirk was playing at an unreal level. Like the whole team was. The whole team they were was shooting out of their minds. But like all throughout time. Uh, you know, Dirk being, you know, uh, enshrined in the Hall of Fame, like making the Hall of Fame uh, class this year. Like the NBA posted on social media, it was like the top five Dirk one-legged mm-hmm. fadeaways of all time. Yeah. Right. Because it's like you know it's like on par with Skyhook, yeah. all that stuff, right? <clears throat> I mean, there's three highlights from that playoff run alone. Like wow. one of the shots he hits in Nick Collison's face, like I couldn't, he couldn't play any better defense than he did. Yeah. Like Collison is li- like Dirk Very can barely get player. the ball above his head, and he Jeez. makes it like just a one-legged at the free throw line. So you know, like he was just playing at an unreal level. But like you know, for y'all, you know that you guys got the other end of the LeBron being yeah known as like a guy that can't get it done well he was in that's i truthfully don't even remember but anybody doing anything but mike miller like, I, I like i've overdosed and gotten in a car accident but the worst day of my life was mike miller hitting that three without the shoe 
and they just would not quit showing that bottom camera going to replays like way later in the game yeah. of him just running back on the court I, cheesing and they would pan down to the shoe i remember just walking outside like, like going and up and down the street Charlotte Lewis. Yeah. I they, hate Mike Miller. But 2016. No, I, I know the clip you're talking about. Exactly. It was brutal. I, 2016, yeah. to me, is our loss. Like, that's the yeah. one that I talk about still. We all were up 3-1. You're up 3-1. Right? Yeah. Clay's game six, and he still, like, every time he plays us and he hits a three, he just holds up six, and it pisses me off so much. But I love it so much. Well, then Curry, so awesome. Curry did the the shot that he, he hit the, on. Dude, uh, did you see him do that? Uh-uh. What, was so, it against Tabo or Andre? Was it Tabo at the time? It was Andre. Because he, he had just literally just passed half court, and I'm like, why are we not guarding him? And he takes, I don't know, three steps past half court and hits a bomb. And he came out the before the game the other day against the Thunder. This is like a week ago. And, like, shoots that shot, hits it, and run down to the court. Just There's nobody in the gym. In the background, they played Mike Mike Breen. It was ESPN, Mike Breen. That call. was the first time he did a double bang. That was the first time bang, he went Bang! bang. Like he, uh, yeah, I know stopped, the clip. Yeah, and he he recreated it and oh, like, and he I was just like, this is ridiculous. It. That must have been the best. Moment People hate us. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, Dude. well, and then think about like my thing is, you know, the big three that the Thunder had. I mean, arguably, better. Finley's not a Hall of Famer, you know. Arguably, well, oh, over the Mavs, big yes. Three? Oh. You think Arguably, of, well, Dirk and Nash. I disagree. Dirk and Nash is because crazy. that's why that's why I say that. Dirk Obviously, not with crazy. Finley, yeah. you know, but like Westbrook and Harden, you know, they kind of have some right tarnished legacies. But Kevin Durant cons- is a generational guy. There's no question. I just don't even consider James Harden a part of that because anytime he would have to play a big game, he would <sighs> so like bad. become a mentally challenged person. Yeah, which is where you know that's the Luka, and he's still do, he's Luka still Luka doing it. right those comparisons. I, I okay I. <laughs> I made Come notes for this, and I have one thing, literally one thing. It's a meme. Uh, this is from r slash NBA memes on Reddit. Mm-hmm. It just says, James Harden once led a team to the Western Conference Finals that was running out two 37-year-old point guards. It's a picture of Jason Terry and Pablo Prigioni. It says, I don't want to hear about how bad Luca's supporting cast is. Fair enough. Oh, Will gonna- Luca leave? Before he gets a supporting cast worthy enough to win a final, speaking will of, he be the on, first big man, international superstar to demand a trade? On top of that, because this is uh, relates to it, I heard somebody say, "Do you know the show Down and Out? The new what Chad's Media is yes. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Parent, I didn't watch this last one, but Mayor told me that Ryan said, uh, "This team is far more talented than the 2011 team. Like it's far better." So. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of hopping on. Do you think that's true? And do you think, if not, because it doesn't sound like it, do you think he'll leave if he doesn't get that supporting cast? So first question, I think that, oh my goodness, you know, when it comes to the top end, I mean, how can you say that? Right. You know, obviously, like you have Luke. Luca is a generational player. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is a you know. I mean, a Hall of Famer, no question. That's but, weird, man. Like, just seeing what's happened in the last like several years, and it's he's like, very odd. He's a no-brainer Hall can't, of Famer. But you yeah. can't, you can't undo. I mean, yeah. come on, you look at some of the players that have made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and so, and he's just so special. I mean, like one of the, I mean, one of the most talented 
ball handlers and most creative guys. And I would say this before he wore a Maverick jersey, you know. <laughs> did, uh, did but you I also say he's also one of the most, like, the strangest guys yeah. ever. So essentially you got to – and I've told Grayson about this when we first made the trade. I Did I like it at first? My first – my initial – my there initial so reaction. Oh yeah, yeah. That. You're probably getting us all confused. <laughs> so my initial reaction was, oh man, like there is. Oh yep. Like, yeah. if he plays basketball, it could be good. Yeah. You talk But will he it. play basketball? You know, that was my first reaction, and then I was just like, well, you know, I think when I saw the freedom that the Mavericks have, like even if Kyrie decides to sign elsewhere, you get off of some contracts like Dinwiddie's contract. And it gives them the ability to max out someone else. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, you get a trial run. And with the roster at the time, you know, and the way that they were playing at the time, because when the Kyrie trade was made, the Mavericks were on a road trip, and, like, Josh Green and J.J. Hardy are just going off. Christian Wood's on a tear. Yeah. And, like, you're thinking, man, yeah. you know, add a guard to this. Like, we're fifth <laughs> in the West. Like, getting the top three. Yeah. And then I'm like feeling myself. Six. <laughs> right, and then they go like two and six. Yeah, well, when Kyrie came, they won like three more. They won like three more, and then it just Luca came. It, yeah, Not blaming Luca. Yeah, then Luca comes in, and now they're trying to mesh them together. Then they go to the All Star break, and then they come back, and both of them get hurt within yeah. a week. Yeah, and then now, the fact that you don't have Spencer Didwitty and you don't have Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah. Now it's showing, you know, because before the trade, when they're going off like that, like they have both of those guys. Yeah. And because Dorian Finney-Smith had just come back. Right. And so, uh, yeah, you, you really feel the, the effects of, you know, Reggie Bullock in the year that he's having. Tim Hardaway in the year that he's Reggie having. Reggie Bullock, one of my favorite players of all time. And that's only because of 2K. Is, I don't know. He's like unstoppable it, in 2K. There was like one year where he had like an A plus three, and mm-hmm. then every year after that, oh, it was I like re- D plus. And oh, I was I like, remember. what happened? It was like the year he played for the Knicks. He yes. must have been a Knicks fan. That well, I remember I, out that year. I used to hang out with this dude that lived across the street from me, and all mm-hmm. we would do on 2K is play seven game series, like in a day. He always picked the Heat because he was a jackass. And I picked, <laughs> and this was like the LeBron James D way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the so super the only team other heat. team I could pick was the Knicks. Because they had Mello and J.R. Smith. And they made J.R. Smith so good. All I could do is shoot that, threes. Because yeah. with LeBron, he just drove. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, just get to the paint. So, so I was like, our games were so high scoring because no one could play defense. Yeah. It was he like, just dunked and I shot. And you're shooting threes. No, I mean, hey, I remember that year. And Bullock, DK. dude. Bullock won you Bullock some games. was a problem, but, man. So but do, but do getting you, back, do I think that this team is more talented? I would say, obviously, Kyrie and Luka are. But as far as the surrounding cast – and their chemistry together, there's no way. Uh, you don't, don't have, have you don't have Tyson Chandler, you don't have Marion, no. you don't you don't have Tyson no. Chandler. Or Think Marion of all together. the role guys uh, they had. Dude, I mean, they had Deshaun Stevenson. Deshaun Stevenson, team yeah. guys. It was just right. like three and D. Like you had three and D guys. Okay, you had Pasha Stoyakovich in the Twilight's oh, career coming off the bench and just lighting stuff up. You have Brian Cardinal just come out and just foul somebody really hard, like, which is funny that Brian Cardinal was on an NBA team. Uh, like today's where the game has changed so much yeah. in 10 yeah. years, right? But, but yeah, so, like, I can see why Ryan said that. I can see that, like, but the game is different, right? And yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. I think that, and of course I'm going to say this, right, because what I do for a living, but the coaching staff is different. Like, 
that the 2011 coaching staff it was Rick Carlisle, Terry Stotts, and mm. Dwayne Casey. Mm. After That's that unbelievable, year, Dwayne dude. Casey I did goes not know to Toronto. Terry Stotts goes to Portland. Like, wow. I mean. That's a dream team coaching staff. Yeah. Dwayne Casey's running the de- running the defense, and uh, Terry Stotts is running the offense, yeah. essentially. Well, it was either today or yesterday that Mark Cuban like adamantly said, we're keeping Jason Kidd, and we're doing all – like signing Kyrie is top priority. Those are the top two most important things to him. So, Do you believe him, or is that just like so PR really, stuff? So, really, like, I'll be, re- I'll be honest with you. Like, I have never – like – because of because of me being one, obviously at a way lower level, right? I'm a high school coach, but I will I never want a coach or to you know as a fan say, well that coach should be fired. Yeah. Because, I mean, it comes with the territory in this job, right? And I don't want to add to that, but I will say, as a fan, and I texted Grayson because I had talked a lot literally after you know especially if we started the hot start there about Kyrie. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, this could be like great. I'm excited, like. <laughs> Dude, I wish this was video so they could see the smile on your face because you have uh, not smiled that big. Yeah, I was so excited. I was (laughs) like, man, like this is finally the move because you know Porzingis not working out. That was truly disappointing. That That sucked. That sucked. Because you think like that should have worked, right? And you can't get mad because they were never able to make a move like that with Dirk in his prime. They weren't, yeah. they got Jason Kidd as he was going out yeah. for Devin Harris. That was like the best move they made, which ends up putting them in the position for a championship. Right. right? But like a, a mega move like that, that doesn't work. And so they bring Kyrie and it's like, well, man, like this is what it's like this first couple games. This is what it's like to have a second star. Kyrie's out there going off. We're winning games. Luke is on the bench. And then they come in and it's like, well, everything that, you know, was like that could have the worst thing that could happen happened is there was only one basketball essentially what happened with Westbrook and Harden and uh, and then later with Harden and KD yeah. right it's only one basketball um, and I think that they were I don't think that they are it's impossible for them to work together I just think that like with the pressure and the way the Western Conference is this year when you only have like four games at that time you have like four games separating third place and twelfth place yeah. You don't have really room to figure things out. You kind of just have to start winning. Yeah. And then on top of that, well, now they're having to lean on guys like Josh Holiday to right. take up what Dorian Finney-Smith and Jalen Brunson were defensively for the Mavericks. Yeah. You know? I think it also that take uh, is if you look at the league back then mm-hmm. and the league mm-hmm. now, like I mean specifically like like right now we're in a we're, the Mavericks and Thunder are tied right now for the 10 seed and yeah. we both have two of the top arguably top 10 players in the league yeah, and we're battling SGA for a 10 seed like Kyrie and Luca every like, like these three generational yeah, type of guys dude, there's 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 at least two all-stars in every team yeah back then it wasn't like that no and I think if you look at it in that like in a ratio standpoint yeah I don't think it's as talented no you look at it you're not more talented in Philly or Milwaukee no Like just like, dude, you go down the list of the West, and you're like, they don't match up against anybody. Oh, yeah, they they don't. There's too many holes. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw a stat, and I feel like I'm getting away from your question, but uh, uh, I saw a stat that because uh, you know, it's funny. Mavericks Twitter is a very poisonous place yes, right it's now. It's bad. It's a very poisonous place, and I have a luxury now because. You know, I've actually I've made friends with more Maverick fans. You know, 
like, because it was just me and, like, my brothers, right? Because all my family was in Michigan. They didn't mm-hmm. care about the Mavericks. But being here, like, I talked to Dylan every day. Right. Uh, a guy I worked with in Plano. Uh, he's a big Mavericks fan, always has been. D'Lo is a big Mavericks fan. My brother obviously still watches them. Uh, Flynn is a Mavericks fan. So, you know, I have more more people to complain to, really, and more people, like, as as this meltdown is happening, like, there's, I've got like three group texts in here that are just like, and then a lot of my friends that I grew up with are Maverick fans too. So just dogging them, right? Like all of us are just in a, such a bad place. But, <laughs> but I saw this stat that uh, the Mavericks are what, 30, what are they, 38 and 42? No. Yeah, they're 38 yeah, the and 42. Something yeah. like that, yeah. 38 and 42, because last night they played their 80th game. So 38 and 42. Guess what their record is with with Dwight Powell starting at center? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say with Lucas. I looked no, it no, up no. today. No, no, no. I just want – I saw this stat, and I thought this was interesting. This is this was the note that I was going to bring to this podcast. Guess what their record is with Dwight Powell? they got to be the best team in the NBA. I'm going to assume really bad center. because he's well, my least favorite player of all time. Well, I, But I feel like you're going to tell me, like, well, the thing, 32 thing about, and 4. My thing about Dwight Powell is he is – there's no doubt that he's a great human being. Like he's obviously oh, in the NBA he's a great guy. association. This is never he plays good. hard. Like, shoulders. But the dude is not a starting center in the NBA. Like you can be a great guy. I mean, you know, I know plenty of great guys that aren't starting centers in the NBA. The record with him as the starting center is twenty five and thirty seven. Without him in the starting lineup, they're twelve and five. Oh. I coach high school basketball. And if I saw the, that number, guess who would not be starting anymore? And it's more. there's more that goes into it than that, of yeah. course, obviously. But, again, like I said, would never ask for a head coach to be fired. But where Jason Kidd lost me is the questions, how defensive he gets, yeah. and the questions. Obviously, he's reading Twitter a ton, which I don't, I don't even read think so? Twitter. Oh, he references it. He's wow. like, oh well, Twitter thinks we should be starting Christian Wood at center. You know, like he'll be like, I know we have all the, you know, what is he doing? Social, yeah. So what are you doing? Why are you commenting on that? First of all, and then being defensive that you're starting to wipe Powell. So you're gonna have these numbers thrown in your face, right? But where he lost me was when they blew a lead in the fourth quarter, and I can't even remember because it's been so painful. Again, like which game it was, but he was like, so you know, we don't get healthy, we don't make a run, we don't make the playoffs, no one's dying, and I thought. Wait, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, dude, this is a game. You want to win, right? Well, what are you getting What are you getting paid for? Like, and even if you feel that way, and I'm not saying that, like, coaches can't be realistic, but what kind of message does that send to the locker room if you're just like, well, we make the playoffs, so what? You know, you guys get to go on vacation in May. Like, you know. He said that? He said that after a game in a press conference. And that, that moment right there, I sent you the clip. Yeah. And I said, you were right. Yeah. No, oh. yeah, I woke up to that text. It failed. Man. You're right. I'm done. I'm out of it. And <laughs> it took two more, two or three more games after that of watching them blow fourth quarter leads or just Rough, completely dude. just God, so demolished. And <laughs> finally, you know, I, I would just sit there and get so mad. And uh, Corinne just kind of like, it was hilarious because Corinne just kind of like put her arm around me and was like, why are you doing this to yourself? It was kind of like an intervention, right? <laughs> you know? So, like, she puts her arm around me like this, and she goes, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself, man? Like, Philip, they, they're just going to disappoint you. 
You just need <laughs> oh to lower gosh, your dude. you just need to lower your expectations. They're not what you thought they were. And I was like, man, like like first of all, woman, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. oh man, I didn't say that. I, but no, I was thinking like, what was funny is I would typically what a great get person mad. to do something like that. Really try to console you. But she moment. knows. Well, I, but she's just like, I'm tired of seeing you get hurt. Like every two days they play, and every two days, like you're just yeah. so pissed off at the end of the day. Like, Even if you win. Why are you letting them? You're yeah. Like, why do we only beat the Spurs by one? Yeah. And he's just angry for two why days. Why is it a that. game? Cassidy and could not care less about that Maddie will just, any of my pain from sports. Yeah. Well, Corinne normally doesn't about the Mavericks, right? But, like, you know, obviously she feels the pain more, like, when we lose, like, you know, Allen yeah. or something. You walk around, like, breaking stuff. And no, I never. I, I never. I actually afraid. handle it. You know, I handle it pretty good. <laughs> with I, I'm, I'm just probably – this year, you know, was pretty rough with, you know, the first round loss. But that's a different thing, right? That's like, that's your career. You're more personally invested in that. Like, as a Mavericks fan, she's just kind of like, you know, like, is this hobby really paying off for you? Is this hobby paying off? <laughs> like, if you look you, at that list, making I mean, your life Grayson better? just read off 20, what, 22 years of history. Some would <laughs> argue that maybe it isn't, you know? But I mean, yeah, but you know, like I mean, like you said, you said literally the fi- the finals win is the only reason you are a a step above the Kings, like being a fan. That's of the, the only thing that separates. That's the only thing that separates from a Mavericks fan and a Kings fan uh, is the championship. Well, playoffs, dude. The Kings didn't make the playoffs for like. But here's the thing: all those years, the Mavericks were just. Great. I mean, the Kings were really good in the early like 2000 when they had Weber and we. It and just it was dude, funny. Was we're referencing like the early 2000 Kings twice in the same 45 yeah. minute span. <laughs> Well, when, when you watch the, like those mid 2010s Mavs teams, and you're just like Vince Carter's the third guy, and he's 40, and like yeah. that type of it, where yes. we went through like three years of that, where it's like, all right, KD left, Sam Presti was like, you know what, Russ, Chris we're not gonna Paul. tank. You just go do what, do oh, what yeah, you yeah. want to do. Like yeah. we're all angry. He does his thing, and then we're like, get Paul George. We lose in the first round. Losing, and you're like. That was a Dude, disa- that had to be really disappointing. That's the game that Dame hit the shot. Yeah, that was the second. Oh no, no, no. we lost to the Jazz. A rookie okay. Donovan Mitchell. That's right. That's where. That's when he goes off. Game yeah. one. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. Paul George went off game one. Oh, okay, that's right. He got the nickname Playoff P that game. <laughs> then he just disappeared. And just choked after that. And then the dude, next the, year, the nicknames on Reddit. Dude. The next year, oh, Dame literally. I had a theory that, like, after that series, I thought we were going to sell the team. Because yeah. I was like, I think it's going to be – because obviously it was like we got to do something, and we tanked. And I, I still have a video on my phone that popped up on my phone the other day, uh, yesterday, that was like three, four, whatever, years ago today. You were recording me, and you said, should the Thunder trade Russell Westbrook? And I just went – Cause how can you say yes, right? It's he's our hero, and it's but we even watching him. We were so angry watching. Cause he was him. the one that stayed, but he was the guy. When he signed that little like three year extension right after KD left. I was like, I'll support this man for the rest Dude, of my life. Dude, and then well, posted he's the why one that not? stayed. He was yeah. the loyal one. You and know? Posted why not? Yeah. Almost even fought. Paul George signed the extension, and like we all knew he wasn't staying. That but, was super but that was surprising. Like, that was yeah. honestly it's, nice of him to do. <laughs> he did not have to do that. I don't well, know why that happened. My thing is like, but it resulted in the best trade in like the history of the NBA. The, the hard part as an OKC fan is because I know it's got to hurt because I know it hurts as a Mavericks fan when I hear this, and it's got to be even worse for y'all. Is the fact that people say, 
Well, who wants to live in Dallas? Oh my god. Well, at least so Dallas bad. is like one of the top five markets. In, yeah. in okay, and it's not like yeah. it's not New York or Boston. We know, it's not L.A. And then people put Miami in there, but that's just because they think you know everybody wants to live on the beach. But it's not like these guys can't afford like a private jet to carry them to a beach in an hour. Yeah. So anyway, like so you're thinking, well, Dallas, and I mean, who wants you know Chicago as well? But that's so cold. Who wants to go live up there? Dallas. Is so, but for y'all, it's like Oklahoma City. I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell everybody. Essentially, else. it's like Waco with an airport. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell everybody else. <laughs> Sam Presti has a plan. <laughs> And there's only like two people in the world that know that plan. And I think it's like the mayor of Oklahoma City. <laughs> These guys know. And one person in the organization. Yeah. He, and they're so, the only people that know. And he will have a job there for the well, rest of his so life. So let me tell you about Sam Presti. And I'm going to trust this dude. Sam Presti. Uh, you know, at the end of every, at the end of the season, every team does their end of season media. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And GM is included. You have to answer questions. Right. Yeah. Sam Presti. I watched every Thunder one. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what are we doing? I literally had no clue. It was a rumor that Shea was going to be traded. I remember like, hearing I was about so that. so confused. Like, what the end game was. Yeah, I remember I was I talking about, well, what are you guys going to do with all these draft picks? Yeah. Like, so, I was like, I got to see what this. And he goes in there. He talks for an hour straight without asking a qu- answering a question. Just he a, said, I'm about to talk. Just an hour-long statement. And then he huh? said, I'll answer questions when I'm done. And he talks. Doesn't give away anything. It What... People all say like what all these speak insiders say, like Bill Simmons, all these people, they say, like, nobody can get answers from them. And if you notice, all of the trades that we've made have come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's more like we got to trade Westbrook. But nobody knows what's happening, and it just happens, right? Yep. So, Ryan Russillo, I don't know if you know him. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do. Okay. He has heard that when the Clippers called them. Uh, well, Paul George randomly goes to Sam and just says, I want to go to L.A., right? Not surprising. That was, that's where he's that's from. That's where I always wanted to go. Yeah. And he goes, okay, Lakers? And he goes, no, the Clippers. Well, the Clippers called. Like, Sam, they're, they're discussing. And Clipper, Sam was like, yeah, I want this, I want this, I want this. And they're like, all right, perfect. And he's like, I want Shea as well. And Clippers are like, no. And Sam keeps going, I'm not doing this trade without Shea. If you tell anybody, you're not getting Paul George. That's what he tells people. Yeah. If you tell somebody, this trade's over. Because mm-hmm. they don't come, like, they come to us because they need something from us usually. We usually don't go get something, like, except Paul George. Yeah. So he comes over. He keeps, they, they go back and forth for a couple of days. And then finally, you know, Sam's just begging for Shea. And they keep saying no. And Sam said, you're not trading for Paul George, though. And they were like, what? And he said, you're trading for Kawhi Leonard. I know I know you're getting Kawhi with this trade. So if you want Kawhi, give me Shea. And they were like, okay. And then that night, midnight, said Paul George been traded at Los Angeles Clippers two minutes later on SportsCenter. I'm like, oh, we got more breaking news. Kawhi Leonard signs it. And everybody's like, wait, what? And it came out years later. Sam was like, he knew. like he. I think when Paul George said, I want to go to the Clippers, Sam was like, well, he knows there's a reason Dude, why. And at on. that time, he probably we got all Paul knew. to tell him. To be honest, Sam was probably like probably. trying to be all like buddy yeah, buddy, probably. and Paul just like slipped it out. And well, I mean, they know. And yeah. what isn't Sam like? Doesn't he got a background with San Antonio? He's he. Yeah. he you know like, what he did with San Antonio? Do you know this? No, I know, know. I knew he worked. Do you know there. why he got the job I didn't for know the his Thunder? position? No. He was an intern, right for the Spurs. Yeah. 
Do you know why he's so valuable? He told them to draft Tony Parker, and the whole most of the organization did not want to, and he just kept showing them stuff, and he's he was he convinced them to draft Tony Parker. That's why he's the GM. So the rest of his career is based on Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Yeah, and then he comes to Seattle, immediately trades Rashard Lewis, for in this signing trade that nobody really did. Drafts KD. He's doing this trade, and it's all connected. All that Rashard Lewis trade from right when he got there, right when he got there, it all connects back to Shea Gilgis Alexander, and now he's a top ten player in the league. <laughs> and also, when Sam was asked about it to trade him, Sam said, "Absolutely no way." So, and I know they have a plan, God and dude. Sam and Shea know because Shea, he said, when they they asked Shea, he said, "You signed an extension, and people are afraid that." We're going to keep losing, and you're going to leave. And he laughed and said, I know what I signed up for. Well, And it, said, I don't think we're going to be bad for much longer. I mean, and, to be honest with you, I, like, this is, as a Mavericks fan, what I am the most jealous of, right, <laughs> is the fact that the front office for the Mavericks has never had a clear-cut vision of anything. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Cuban, yeah. Mark Cuban just wants to win right now. It's no yeah. long-term plan. Everything feels very chaotic and random. It, it is. So, like, you know, what I feel like as a Maverick fan, like, in terms of what the goals of the front office were, was obviously as they were coming up from where you started this in 2000, 2001, was like, hey, we got a young core. And so that's the that's the most excitement. And I was, the, I was like 10, so I didn't understand. Yeah. You know, like, I just thought it was fun and exciting, whatever. But then it became like, we know Dirk is – one of the best players of all time. Like, where he's going to, you know, obviously he didn't really take yeah, that right. next step, but we know that that's where he's capable of getting to. So now we have to build a team around him to do that. They almost had it done in 2006, and then they end up doing it and defying all the odds in 2011, right? Then it becomes we have to bring in a big name, Chris Paul, Darren Williams, Dwight Howard, yeah. someone to help him try to get back there. Yeah. When all of us knew, like, Everybody knows that Dirk is on the wrong side of 30. Now. That one probably shouldn't have happened in 2011. Like, yeah. That was yes. supposed to happen. He turns 33. Like, and his body, keep, like, keep in mind, Dirk had played, and like Luke Constantly, is doing to yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. Like, they went on, I mean, you've read, like, how many so times they lose year, in the yeah. second second round. He would take, like, two or three weeks off and then go play for the German national team. Yeah. And then come back two weeks later and start right. a whole other season. Luke is doing the same thing. You know, your body can't really hold up. It's not an excuse, but, like, come on now. You're only allowed to play so many games. So the fact that, you know, they were able to win it in 2011 is insane. So, again, now it's like trying to win Dirk a title in his twilight of his career. And then they draft Luka, and now it's like we got to build a championship nucle- nucleus around Luka. Now it's like we have to make Luka happy. That's yeah. our – that's the long-term goal it's of the completely different mindset. Is to make Luka happy. Wow. And whereas Oklahoma City, like you just said it yourself, there has been a long-term plan in place, like young pieces, draft picks. Like the Mavericks, you realize the Mavericks haven't had a draft pick in like the last two or three years, right, because of the KP trade. Like, First round, you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've had second-round picks. Right. I guess they had – I mean, they drafted Josh Green with their last first-round pick, and they could have picked Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have one more question. Did you go to the Suns-Mavs game, like the big one? You remember that? The big one? Like uh, like just happened not that long ago. You mean like, oh, se- like the no, seven, no, no. Like game seven? This season. Oh, 
this season or yeah. or you mean like last season like in the playoffs like no where? this season uh this was had katie been traded yet or no it was Kyrie and katie's first time playing oh each other. i remember watching i didn't go okay so this is when i feel like the season was over like i can pinpoint it to a play so it, it's in dallas and it's mm-hmm. it, the energy of this game is insane. Well, I mean, so it's, it's a true rivalry. It now is after now. last year. Well, and it was like that when Nash was there too, in like '06. Yeah, it, it it's a real playoff game. Yeah, and there, there's a bit of the season to go, and Kyrie is dribbling up the court, and he gets you know a couple feet a couple feet past the half court, and it's him one on one with somebody, mm-hmm. and he just gets flat Ripped. out stripped. In campaign. I don't think it was campaign. No, but he hurt. gets flat out stripped. He gets stripped, and yeah. it's like it was like the soul got sucked out of the building. Mm-hmm. It got dead quiet because, and I was really started to think, how many times have I seen Kyrie Irving get, get the ball stripped, one on one? Yeah, that's only happened a handful of times. Well, it just like the crowd is just like, well, I mean, it was shocking, and I yeah. remember it, literally I gasped. I was like, <gasps> like it, it took my breath away, and, and even he was shocked. <laughs> he just kind of stood there like, whoa. Like, and yeah, it wasn't no, some exactly – it was just a – Josh Okogie, that's who it was. Yeah. It was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Whatever. And yeah. it was like at that moment, everybody knew this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, there was plenty of moments after yeah. that for me. Um, <laughs> you know. That just but, is so engraved in my brain because it was – Kyrie and like he is so skilled and so unbelievably talented. And I mean, and you saw like you saw that last night. Like if you watched any of the game yeah. last night against the Kings, and of course God, it dude, would he's be so good. And and you're asking me as a Maverick fan how it is, and this is a great day for you to for you to visit me, okay? Because at this point where we sit, yeah, the Mavericks don't own the tiebreaker against the Thunder. Right, right. right. So there's two games left to play, and they need OKC to lose both games. Yeah, Mavericks gotta win right. both. Okay. Well, one of our games but is against the at Jazz. At the same time, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say it doesn't matter who the Mavericks play. I think yeah. they play the Bulls and the Spurs, but it doesn't matter. They can lose to anybody, and they can beat anybody. That's yeah. been the story of the year. But here's what's going to happen. Okay, right now, the Mavericks are out of the lottery, so therefore yep. the Knicks get the pick yep. back. We, I guarantee you, what the Mavericks are going to do, they're going to split the last two games, and they're going to finish. Tied with the Thunder and outside of the play-in, right. and they're going to finish a game outside of the lottery pick yeah. and lose oh, the first round pick. Dude. That's what's going to happen. Mark my words; you can put it down here. Okay, like that is what a that, disaster. That's what's going to happen. Because what has to happen for Thunder to win the tiebreaker is they just have to win. We have to win one. Y'all lose one. Y'all yeah. have to lose yeah. one. Yes. And y'all and obviously it's got to be the Bulls. Uh-huh. And we're playing the Jazz tonight. Yes. And then the Grizzlies for our last game, which and, I wonder if they, they rest like they'll rest because they'll I rest. think they locked the second seed. Yeah. I don't think they can get the first. They've got a lot going on. They're gonna rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Mavs are gonna the Mavericks play the split. Spurs. Mavs are splitting and the Bulls right. Uh huh. And the Bulls and on Sunday Sunday afternoon I think. Mavs are splitting. I was hoping when I was going through the schedule, I was like, how awesome would it be if we had the last game together? Like That would be, be insane. Incredible. Like a play-in plan? Yeah. That would be sick. Wow. We would lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's Luca's crazy? Lucas ACL would just like fly they out would, of his no, body I can, t- I can guarantee you this is what would happen. No, I know what would happen if we played the last game. Like, Luca and Kyrie would not play. They would just decide, you know, ah, we're just going to rest them. Really, I, I just feel like I've been wrestling. There's well, nothing. There's nothing that anymore. there's there's nothing that surprises me anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like 
there's there is nothing that surprises me anymore. You know, like you know, Javale McGee barely getting off the bench doesn't surprise me anymore. Dwight Powell just being playing quiet. 25 minutes a game doesn't surprise me anymore. What What are you the most excited for the next year or so? What excites you the most about this team? The off season. What about it? Just it being over. Yeah, like this work. season being over. Not putting in work just to not have to watch that anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Dude, you know what the they, my, they my are, favorite part it's just hard to watch them. Is my favorite part <laughs> about all of this is for months I've been saying I said before the season started to Mayor, my roommate, my future brother in law, I said he he was talking about how excited he was about the math season. All of us and were. I was like, Y'all aren't gonna be that good and he was like yeah, I was like, I don't think and I said, I think I predicted a seating, but I can't remember. He said, Who's gonna finish above us? And I, I was like, Denver. Memphis. I called Sacramento. I didn't think they'd be that good. I figured. Yeah, they'd be a six I thought they would be like six to eight. Yeah, um, you know. But uh, I was naming all these teams because I knew I said, Mike Brown. Was I think we got deal. a shot, and he was like, "No, I don't." I said, "We both got one player." Now, you know that I did not deny that the Thunder had a chance to, but right. I was down on you because I thought Holmgren was going to be like him and yeah, and yeah. Shea. I thought, oh no, this is a problem. Right. And then you add like, is Giddy, Giddy right? And I mean, because Giddy's dangerous too. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't respect. Right, all. I didn't think that. I don't think that Shea is on the level of Luffy. Right, absolutely. Not saying he can't get there. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thinking. I mean, he was an All Star this year. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be an All Star and if in level player. So I would start as the years went on, or season goes on. We're like five games back, and I yeah. kept saying, I was like, we're going to catch up. Mm-hmm. I promise you, we're catching up. And all the Mavs fans were just. They were getting they, like the people I'm around. They were just getting pissed off because it was just oh, yeah. thunder, thunder, thunder yeah. against the Mavs, against the Mavs, and then Mavs start losing, and we just get hot. I mm-hmm. mean, we're beating. Shea starts averaging like 38 a game. We're, we're just beating everybody, and it got to the point where one of my friends we're watching a Thunder game, mm-hmm. and Shea is just. I mean, I'm sure you've watched a Shea. Like, you, I'm sure you've seen Shea. He, he's, he's almost unguardable now. To watch. And yeah. we're watching, and then my friend Annabelle goes, oh, my God, we're really going to play on the play-in. And I was like, y'all are. Because at that point, it started looking like, and I yeah. texted Trevor, I was like, yeah. I'm, I was looking at everybody's schedule, especially the Pelicans. Yeah, here in the last, and this was in the last month or so. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, looking at everybody's schedule, yeah. and I was like, Trevor, I think we're going to end up 9-10 seed because uh-huh. the Pelicans have a, Tough schedule. They just kept winning. Yeah. And we're going to play each other. Mm-hmm. And then I had a $100 bet with Mayor that we would win. About a week and a half ago, he he came in my room and said, I'm done with the Mavericks season. Like, I'm done. Like, baseball season starting. I just can't do it anymore. And I said, are you taking away the $100 bet? And he's like, there's no way I'm betting $100 on the Mavs to win. And then I was asking people, like, do you think you'll – beat us in the play-in. And they were all like, I don't want to – they were all saying to me, I don't want to make the play-in. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I'd rather miss the play-in so they could be mad that they got to watch them lose a play-in game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I think that's what I want to happen is y'all make it, y'all can't get the pick, and y'all lose to LeBron James. We're up by three at the half right now. <laughs> so if we win this game, they have to that lose. means the Mavericks, the Mavericks have to win have both to beat, games. They have to win both. So yes. even have a chance. And, and, they, and they we can win our Bulls, last game. They play honest. the Bulls, who have been hot. And not have that you, great. Of a have you watched the Mavericks and Spurs games? 
No, but they, they always it? feel dirty. Just over the years, they feel like dirty, grimy. They're never games. good. They never look good for They're, Dallas. Well, I will say up until this year, Luca has been a Spurs killer. Up until this year, yeah. Because huh. if you look, I mean, I obviously like this is just from watching as a casual fan. You could go and pull up numbers, but last year especially, Luca's just straight cooking them. You know, because Popovich was just like, well, we know Luca. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But this year, for some reason, it's been impossible to beat those guys. But think about it. The Mavericks, this is the same Mavericks team that lost a back-to-back to the Hornets and got straight – they gave up 67 yep. points to the Hornets. Yep. And then we have – they don't even have LaMelo. No. Like, come on. You know. And the Mavs play the Spurs at 2.30 on Sunday? That yeah. feels like a – You know the go? reason why? You know the reason why? Because Luca and Kyrie have vacations to Cancun planned at seven. <laughs> Can we? Hey, they called the NBA office. Can we move this thing up? <laughs> Dude, Luca's going amazing. back to Slovenia. And then, at the same time, the Thunder are playing the Grizzlies, both at two thirty. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Dude, he's so mad. All right, I'll, I'll say yep. it. on the day that Jesus rose. What's man, <laughs> well, that is like, I mean. That's the only gift that's greater than the fact that that season's <laughs> going to be over. Uh, uh, real quick, I want to say you're in the golf. Yeah. Trevor, I like watching golf. I, like, like, I love Max Homa. Obviously, Tiger is just oh, yeah. Yeah. a blessing to watch. But This has got to be an insult. Right uh, no, like I'm just saying you're getting in the golf. You got any tips for Trevor? Over the last tips? okay, Over the last three or four months, it started with Barstool. I just started watching all their golf content. It's the YouTube stuff is really yeah. awesome. Have you watched any good, good stuff on YouTube? Not yet. I don't like really their uh, their YouTube frames. They piss me off. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like with the no, mouth, it's really dumb. It, go back and watch their original stuff. Okay. Don't watch the new. Well, now they're like, I just go back and watch their original videos. I started getting in real, real into that, and then I started watching the tournaments, like almost all of them, mm-hmm. and I'm like getting to know certain people, well, listening to them in golf interviews. Is so full of full of talent right it's now. It's hot so right much now. Fun and. Uh, I love time. Max Home. Yeah, love Max. Yeah, Holm. Max John Rom really cool. is so Have fun you seen to watch. his Sunday conversation? Yes, with yes. Caleb Presley. I love awesome. It's like, <laughs> so I, I bought a set of clubs. Taking the weekends off, and I've just been like hitting wiffle balls, and like, cause I have like five acres. Yeah, so I just get out there and That's just destroy my yard. Perfect way to get into it. And uh, I heard a place in uh, Emory, I think, where it's pretty much like a pay what you want to go drive balls at this little range that they have. It's like. Dude. You just drop like a five or ten in there, and nobody's like out there, huh? It's just like a I tip, mean, almost. It's almost like an honor system kind of thing. Okay, I've seen that. So I I'll, passed by it. It's really weird. I I couldn't care less. I just I I suck at everything, so oh. I want to go out there and just do whatever. You know, that's that's kind of like. And what's funny is like you guys were talking about how spoiled I've been living here. It's like why wouldn't you just go to the driving range? But then I remember it's Sulphur Springs, and you have to drive to Campbell to get to the nearest yeah. driving range. Well, uh, Silver Springs, they have like a brand new range now. Well, at, at, at Silver Springs Country Club, yeah. I know, but I, d- I think you you got to know somebody to use the range there, huh? Maybe. I don't know. But I know my friend just went and played the other day, not as a member, and it was like $87 just to play at that. Just oh, for I didn't a, know. A okay. Well, that's that's pretty normal. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's especially Silver Springs Country Club is a pretty nice track. So. And like everything's been redone there too. Yeah, they've been really working. On, so, I haven't been out there. I I played it one time. I played it in 2019, and they were in the middle of like doing a ton yeah. of stuff out there. So, so if you had two tips for somebody who's never golfed in his life but has a set of clubs, 
now. What would your tips be? Don't expect to do well. That's good. I expect nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Really, you have to appreciate the little things, right? I I can't wait to just be out there and hear the birds chirp. I would say that you have to, like, if you go out there, because my relationship with golf is I played it in high school, like, just for fun. I picked it up because one of my good friends was doing it a lot. And so, I mean, being homeschooled, we went out there a lot and played and uh but never had any training or whatever we just played a whole bunch kind of figured it out but then you know college getting into coaching i didn't get back into golf until covid and that's when i you know got had more free time and golf courses were open so it got me back into the game and it's like it's so much fun and every single time i go out there and i'm like trying to get competitive that's the weirdest thing about golf because in basketball like when i'm at my most competitive like I feel like I'm at my best, right? Yeah. As, as strange as that sounds. Whereas in golf, if I try to get into that same kind of mindset, never goes well. Hmm. Hmm. Like I have to kind of stay in a mindset of just like literally one shot at a time if I'm playing well. Yeah. And that's, you know, very rare. And, and the thing, the hardest thing is, is that like when you hit a bad shot, even if you're having a good round, like how fast things can just blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so in my mind, you have to keep things in perspective out there of like, well, hey, it's not basketball. I put pressure on myself because, you know, like I like to, you know, I want to be the best at things. Right. And but you have to just go out there and like you said, just enjoy the fact that you're outside. Your nature is beautiful out there. You could be doing a million different things. I think I can do that. With that perspective, which I don't think you have any any trouble with. If you do that, like and then the second one is just hit fairways is. How, however you can, even if you hit it off the tee and it rolls down the fairway, well, guess what? You're in the fairway. All right. Fairway balls are the best fairways. balls. All right. Fairways. Who's your pick for the Masters? The Masters? So, uh, man, I'm you watched, really – You said you watched – Oh, you, Yeah, I watched – I watched – Yeah. Uh, I unofficially, off the record, watched it today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it went on until 7. When I could. Went on until 7. When I could, yeah. So – yeah, I uh, I would say, I mean, my pick coming in, I had two. Okay, I I said uh, it's either going to be Rory or Max Homa were my two picks. My heart, my is, heart was Max Homa. Is Homa like a legit like? I think he's going to win it, or like I just want him to win it. So, so it's making me. Think I think that he he I, is really good. He's on the come up. Yeah. Hasn't he and had I like the best nineteen months of golf dude. of anybody out right now? Like, he well, he's so one of them. Hot. But John Rahm has had, and Roy McIlroy has had, even Scheffler in the last Scheffler's six months. Rahm literally had like, the greatest first day ever. I mm-hmm. think he's the first dude to ever well, open and, with a double bogey and end seven hundred. Yeah. Well, Victor Crazy. Hovland is also because, uh, like we said, golf is like the most talented it's ever been. But it makes sense because what Tiger was a huge deal and changed the game yeah. of golf from like what nineteen ninety seven. Until I don't know, he had the lull and everything else until like 2000, like 2010 or whatever. Yeah. So now you got these guys that are all like our age, right? Those that kids that grew up watching, that grew up yeah. watching Tiger, and it's like, well, hey, you can be an athlete and play golf. Well, yeah. these guys don't look like your conventional golfers. Like these dudes oh, like, no. do nothing yeah. but like specific weight training. Yeah, and like I mean, they're hitting the ball. Like if you look at the difference in the last 10 years of the average PGA professionals, like the tour driving distance. 10 years ago to compared to today and equipment and balls and stuff have to do with that too. But it's increased by like 30 yards. Like guys are hitting the ball average drive, like 315, yeah. 320 yards off the tee as opposed to where it was like 285, 290. It is all I'm, I'm hoping Tiger just has like, 
Just uh, obviously he's not going to win. You want him to make the cut. Like, he wasn't make bad. The cut. He was just fine. make the cut. Yeah, you want to make the cut, and it's it's nice to see him not not laboring as much when he's yeah. yeah. That was so sad oh, watching yeah. Tulsa two years ago, yeah. which is just a miracle that he's playing right. He looks, but, no, he looks great. And but at the same time, it's just like can his body handle the beating of walking four rounds? Yeah, and one of the most undulated because the thing the thing that you miss. Unless they really zoom in, and I've never been to Augusta. It's obviously a bucket list thing. So hard to get in, yeah. right? You got to like win tickets to get. Right. And but if you go, if you really pay attention when they zoom in at the elevation changes throughout the fairways, it's not a flat course whatsoever. Mm, no. So imagine walking that. Yeah. On a leg that you shouldn't be walking on, for yeah. essentially a week straight. Because I mean, four rounds are competitive. They're walking that that course from like Monday. Yeah. Monday to Thursday. You talked about how hard it is to get in. A friend of mine, his son used to work for CBS. Mm -hmm. And uh, carries it. Yeah. This guy got to uh, go to Augusta and he gets taken into this like little, I mean, this room's like half the small as your classroom. Okay. Yeah. It's like this little building. And the guy goes, do you know where you're at? He said, no. And he, he said where he was at. He goes, this is where they put the green jacket on. In this like tiny little room. Yeah, like something something cabin. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, and he said Jim Nance is about to come in here with like whoever's the head of you know that area, and he goes and you're gonna watch them uh, practice. You know, like putting wow. the green jacket that on the so who the winner's cool. gonna be, and he yeah. got to witness that. I'm like, yeah. that's like a as close to heaven as you can get. I think. no doubt. I mean, Augusta, man. Because like, you date like playoffs, like in terms of sporting events or tournaments whatever you want to call it like i mean masters is well they've been well, when like i heard jim like, nance this is, is when i knew i was gonna walk off when i heard mm. jim nance on ryan rosillo when he talked about golf and he talked about the Masters specifically yeah. it was the most romantic thing i've ever it, heard dude, in my life. i mean look at like the you know they show like it's georgia it's springtime the little piano melody they yeah. play is the theme to yeah. it like how can you not enjoy that and you know the fact that obviously they've made changes to the course over time but yeah. the fact that these guys yeah they shot seven under today but these guys are still struggling yeah to score at a course that they've been playing at for how long it's pretty right. impressive yeah. because think of the other majors you know the the open rotates around your uh, around you know yeah. the uk you have, you know, the U.S. Open that's at a different course every year, and the PGA that's at a different course every year. This is the only major that takes place at the same course. There's something special about that. You know? There is. That's romantic. Yeah. It is. Uh, I know we've been talking a while. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good. Uh, you got anything, Trevor? No, I man, just excited to see how Kyrie plays these next couple of games. <laughs> hey, well, you know, there's not much faith this way, but – Good luck to you guys in the plan. Hopefully, you guys can uh, have a uh, have a season like uh, who was it that made that run last year? The Pelicans, right? They made some noise in the playing game. Oh, they got yeah, it in the they first did. They had some four two. Yeah, pushed on six. Yeah. Still up by three right now. So, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>